0: This call is being recorded.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Let's Run.com's Track Talk. Very special edition, of course. This is the pre-2018 TCS New York City Marathon edition of Let's Run.com's Track Talk. Of course, Let's Run.com, folks, big day for us. Pick up the New York Times this morning, and you will see that Let's Run.com quote is how the sport talks to itself in this country. And I'm honored to lead this talk show. My name is Robert Johnson. I'm a co-founder and I am joined from New York City by my fellow co-founder, Weldon Johnson. And of course, Let's Run.com's ace staff writer, Jonathan Galt. Guys, where are you in New York? I hear you at a very special location.
2: We're in the um, secret headquarters of Let's Run.com. There's a story from last night about Bill Clinton doorman doorman in a bathroom but hey that's the sort of stuff you hear in new york um we're about 30 blocks away from the site of the tcs new york city marathon pavilion where the press conferences will be day two of the press conferences will be getting underway at 11 a.m so we got about 45 minutes to talk everything new york city marathon and yesterday was pretty interesting at the press conferences it was the international day and today is the American day. So, if we learn some tidbits today, we might have an updated podcast this evening. But where should we we begin?
1: Well, we we're all, of course assuming that you've read our voluminous voluminous John is that the word voluminous?
0: Very very Profiles good.
1: We have a men's pro preview, a U.S. men's preview, a women's preview. Uh, still chasing the dream profile profile desi linden i wanted to add up john while we're doing this podcast maybe you should go into wordpress and add up the amount of words we've written but the, the marathon is getting a ton of publicity this year weldon and this is why i i mean if you go to espnw or even just turn on espn there's a lot of publicity for the marathon And obviously the first time in i think 40 years that we've had the the Boston the reigning Boston American champion and the reigning New York City American champion both be an American woman. So let's start with the women's race. Desi London, Shailene Flanagan, they both won a major in the last year. Is there any chance, guys, that they would do it again this time in well, New York? Well,
0: of course York? there's a chance. I mean, Shailene won last year. We saw that it only took about, you know, Mary Katani, she, she had a bad day. Shailene had a good day. Uh, The field's a little different this year and that Vivian Chariot's also in the mix. And, you know, she's, she won London. She's clearly one of the very best marathoners, maybe maybe the best marathoner in the world right now. So, you know, it's going to, if those women run to their potential, Shalane is not going to beat them. And she will tell you as much because that's what she said last year. She's like, look, if Mary Katani runs an A race, you know, she's going to beat me. But Mary Katani did not run an A race. We know this is the marathon um, where anything can happen. So, of course, they have a chance to win. I mean, as we already saw in New York and Boston this year, but it's unlikely, I will say that.
2: It's definitely unlikely, but that's the beauty of the sport. I mean, last year, Shalane would have been, I think, people's third pick behind um, Marikatani and Edna Kipokot. And this year, I would say the Americans are probably slotted in the number three or four spot. But this year, the difference is we have three Americans who, you know, conceivably who could contend for the win with a third being molly huddle so if any of the top two or three sort of you know african stars falter or don't bring their a game the americans are right there if if katani or vivian chariot runs their a race an american doesn't win this race um that's sort of the beauty of sport you know if i don't know you know team sports is somewhat obscured but if Oh, I hate to say it, John, but the New England Patriots played their best game last year. I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles are the Super Bowl champions. So it's going to be a great one on Sunday.
1: Well, you mentioned the name Molly Huddle, Weldon, and normally I'm a huge Molly Huddle fan. I've been hyping her up in past years for other marathons. People talk about the established, you know, the big four of U.S. marathoning and blah, blah, blah on the women's side. And I've always, you know, put her up there um, and and, and think the world of her. But and I always praise the wisdom of the Let's Run.com visitors, our message board people. But the first main question I have today has are the Let's Run.com visitors. Have they gone insane? Are they suddenly stupid? I mean, I've been praising these people and now I feel like an idiot. If you go to the women's preview, who will win the 2018 New York City Marathon? First of all, Mary Katani is not the number one choice. Now, she is pretty old, but isn't she only one year older than than, than Vivian Chariot, John? Aren't they like one yes, year apart?
0: I believe Katani is 36 and Chariot's 35, I think. Yeah, but
1: 26, Mary Katani, 33% Vivian Chariot. Okay, you know, I would probably still put Katani better than Chariot. I, I feel like Katani generally beats herself when she loses a marathon. But the third, third, third pick is not Shailene Flanagan who won last year. It's not Desi Linden who won in Boston. Now, some people I know, Desi, I hope you're not listening to this, they're putting a little asterisk next to Desi's win. I mean, she did win the race, but uh, I mean, come on, Yuki Kauichi won the men's race. To me, the weather won the race, and whoever was somehow left standing, and I, and honestly, I well, uh, it's probably not politically correct, but um, I'm not going to go there, but I feel like Kauichi probably <laughs> did do, do better because He's a little larger than most marathoners. So maybe that helps you in the cold weather. But um, anyways, the third pick on the women's side, according to Let's Run That Combination, to win the race is Molly Huddle at 17%. Now, I'm fine with if people want to put her as third, as the top American. I mean, I definitely think she, well, I I don't know because she's unproven in the marathon. But yeah, if you want to put her ahead of Desi Linden, I don't have a problem with it. If you want to put her ahead of Shailene Flanagan I mean, come on. I mean, I'm, I would I've done that in the past. Um you know, I, I've put Molly ahead of Desi before. And I think John, we had an argument about this about two years ago in Boston. I, I proved to be correct. But um
0: Wait, whoa 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 up? whoa, no. Molly Huddles run two marathons. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Oh, did you? another one was New York well.
0: Oh, we had an argument about his say in Linden and you were pretty bullish oh, sorry. on his say you were right.
1: Yeah, sorry. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, Molly Huddle, Saucony, say Nike, totally different runners. Um, but um, y- you know, if you want to put Molly ahead of Shaleen slightly, maybe that's okay. I-, I feel like that's disrespectful to Shalane. But Shalane's at nine percent. Molly Huddle goes is picked to win this race by seventeen percent of the people. And the the real problem I have is Netsen that Gudetta of Ethiopia, the world half marathon champion, is at six percent. This is crazy. This is xenophobia. Most of our audience is American. This is absurd, John. Help me out, right? Netznat <laughs> Gudetta good- has to have a better chance of winning this race than Molly Huddle, Shailene Flanagan, or Desi Linden.
0: That that is true. Uh, I do believe that. And the the one thing that I would give Molly an advantage of, actually all the Americans an advantage of over Netznat Gudetta, is. All of them have run multiple marathons before, including New York. All of them have run New York and placed, you know, Shalane has won and finished second. Molly's finished third. Dez has finished fourth, I believe. So Gudetta, she's only run one marathon in her life, and that was in Paris last year, and she ran 229. But it really, she wasn't, like, I've heard she wasn't even prepared for it. She only ran it for the money. Like, that's really not indicative of her actual marathon ability. And so the one thing I would say is, you know, she doesn't have a lot of experience. And I, I was trying to look through, and I, I don't know the last time someone won New York in their debut marathon. And yeah, I know this isn't officially her debut, but it kind of is. So that's the one thing I would say against her. But I mean, she's run 66 11 for the half marathon. She's the World Half Marathon champion. I mean, clearly she has a better chance to win this race than any of the Americans.
2: And also, I think some people sort of vote with their heart. You know, they're not really telling you who they think they're. What is gonna win. They're telling you who they want to win. Um, I'm a bit surprised Molly is coming ahead of Shelaine and Des. Um, but hey, p- people can do what they want. I mean Molly Huddle in her last race was beaten by Sarah Hall in the US ten miler. So you know, it doesn't yeah, seem like
1: that made me worried. I was like, well, Molly's getting up there in age. Then I'm like, she never loses Sarah Hall. And I'm like, wait a minute. And in college, they were pretty close to each other. And she did lose to Sarah Hall, you know, four or five years ago at the U.S. cross country championships in that race. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting when you guys talk to her today to see what she says about, about her fitness and, and, and on that front. But um, the polls also, when we get to the American men, who's going to be the top American men are driving me nuts. But um. You know, it it should be you know certainly a, a um, you know a, a great women's race, and then I mean the amount of publicity with America, two American champions and, and Flanagan and Lyndon, and, and then Allie Kiefer sort of is, is been getting tons of publicity for finishing fifth last year. Um, so a, a, really a lot of stories, and you know, one thing I've been thinking about a lot about New York when I was looking at the men's fields. I mean, honestly, guys, I'm like, you know what? They don't have quite enough like top tier kenyans you know this year there's only been two ethiopian men's champions in history but this year there's jeffrey cameron uh, on the men's side of kenya but then i would say the next two next two next two um most likely men to to win the race are ethiopian really next three likely men Shura katata who's been absolutely on fire 204-49 in London, ran a 59-16 at the rock and roll half. I mean, by himself on September 16th. Tamara Tola has been exceptional, second in World, second in Dubai. Um, and then Alisa DeCisa, who is sort of hit or miss, um, won uh, Boston a number of times, was third in New York last year, um, but often drops out of races, but 59-52 for the Copenhagen half. So those three guys I really think are, are sort of the next best Um you know, bet, but when I was looking at the field, I'm like, there aren't that many guys that could potentially win this race. And I was like, New York should really have one or two more Kenyans. I mean, think about a couple years ago, I think it was 2017. You know, who won Boston? It was Jeffrey Carulli. We barely mentioned him in the preview, but he was sort of an up and coming guy, probably like a two oh six guy, and he won the race. Because oftentimes, not always do the big names come through with an A performance. And that was one of the things, if you're looking at the men's race last year, I actually think Cam ran a worse race. If you look at his final 10K splits, John, from last year versus, what, was it the year before or was it two years before?
0: 2015 when he got second to Stanley B. White.
1: He closed better in 2015, didn't win the
0: race. Last year, just
1: the competition wasn't as good. So my one knock on New York is I feel like they should have a couple more internationals. But uh, here's my analogy for New York, and I finally come up with it. New York runs their field like Harvard runs their admissions. They don't want necessarily the brightest, you know, Harvard. Otherwise, the class would be, what, 56% Asian, I think is the latest stat. New York doesn't necessarily want the best runners. And no knock on New York, they want interesting storylines. So they're going to get an amazing runner from Kenyan, Jeffrey Kemwar. We've called him the most versatile runner in the world. And they're going to get the guys from Ethiopia. But they're also going to get a guy from Tanzania and a lot of Americans. And they're going to get Ali Kiefer, who's just who's defying, you know, the the, the gender, ster- the uh, weight stereotypes and that they want storylines. It's kind of like Harvard. They don't necessarily want everyone to have a 1600. It's not even just Harvard at Cornell. The admissions officers used to brag to me about turning down the guys with the 1600s and the SATs. Um, You know, they want the person that grew up on welfare and is the first in, the, in their family to go to college and. New York wants the storylines. My one knock would be they probably should have a few more Kenyan men um, in the field, but it is a very interesting men's field guys, right?
2: Oh, well, no
0: doubt. No doubt.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, with the Harvard admissions, we could discuss that forever, but I, I understand the point, but you know, they have a, there's a, like Festus Talam. He's run two oh six oh three. He won the Eindhoven marathon last year. So they've got one guy like that, you know, but you could have, if you wanted, you know, 10 206 guys. But from their perspective, I think they argue it makes it a much less interesting race. So instead, they bring in a one Luis Barrios. You know, Mexico's essentially number one. He's run 210. Um, you know, they bring in Chris well, Thompson.
1: He- t- New York's had Tanzanian champions in the past as well.
2: Right. So, you know, they've sort of, I think they go for a little more geographic diversity instead of just going off at times and it's an imitational race. And, the, you know, it's their right to do that. It, and, you know, they, but they don't shy away from bringing in Cambora uh, Kitata De Sisa. Um, who am I missing? Tamara Tola. Um
0: We got Daniel Wenjiru as well. He won uh, London last year. Hasn't really run that well since, but I mean, you know, winning London, that's a thats a very yeah. impressive feat. I mean, I guess that was last year,
2: right? So, we're like, yeah, we're, like, dismissing Daniel Winjuru because, what, we want some, like, no-name guy who we've ever heard, never heard of, who's run 207 somewhere to be in the field. Um, I think sort of them doing their fields like they do makes it a little bit easier for us because, you know, we focus on maybe five guys and then, you know, there's a few other storylines, American storylines and that's a good race and the public can t- digest it you know yeah I,
1: I definitely. Make got it a crazy of
2: somebody just said there's one marathon uh open to all that's the only marathon of the year and like everybody come at it and there's like 10 million dollars in prize money that would something. be kind of cool
0: <laughs> that how awesome would that be
2: um you know i may be, i may be going to the great ethiopian run in a couple of weeks and the uh, race director said their elite field has 300 men in it. So uh, you could have a very different type of race if you wanted to. Um, hey, but, you know, New York's got 50,000 runners, but there's no more front in the back. They want to if they want to increase their numbers, they got to cram more people under, you know, the first 230, 245, three hours of the race. Uh, I think, you know, once we start pitching this. Use some gr- growth terms, a little return on equity. Uh, maybe we can we can disrupt change.
0: the marathon. Yeah,
2: disrupt. Uh, you know, get a few virtual yeah. types to discuss this.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I'm looking at the elite field. I think there's three Kenyans: Jeffrey Cammore Festus Talam, who won Einhoven, and Daniel Wanjiru in, in the elite field, which isn't very many. And there's in terms of Ethiopia, there's Elisa Desisa. Toa and um, the other guy, sorry. Shere <laughs> sure, Yeah, so there's three as well. And normally, if you actually look at like, you know, we've had this, the number of sub-210 sub, sub, sub 210 marathons, you know, even though Kenya is a smaller country than Ethiopia in terms of population, there's normally like almost twice as many elites. Like if you look at sub-210 performances all the time, it's almost, it's probably like, I don't remember, John, do you remember the numbers? But it was like almost close to, at least 50% more Kenyans, probably close to two two times as many Kenyans as Ethiopians. But so I was like, they probably should have, you know, just like two more Kenyans in this field, but I'm actually looking. The weird thing with Ethiopia is despite that Ethiopia and Kenya at the (laughs) very top end is very good. You know, you've got Gabriel Selassie and Turgot. You've always got this battle between the two, even though in aggregate numbers, Kenya is way bigger than Ethiopia. And I'm just looking at the 2018 top 20 in the world. In the marathon, in terms of time, there's 20 guys under 206. And if you count up Ethiopia, it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. There's 9, 10 Ethiopians, a lot. In Kenya, there's only 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So, you know, maybe they've got it right. There's actually more Ethiopians at the very top this year than than, than Kenya. So, um, you know... We we can debate that. And I don't know if we, maybe at the end of the show, we we can make predictions, but guys, I want to do some, some sort of, you know, a lot of these shows nowadays, PTI and around the horn and whatever the shows are, are called nowadays. Uh, I'm a big Fox sports one fan. Now, Colin Coward, I love you. Um, you know, they, they do these over unders and stuff like that. So um, I, I want to ask some fun questions like that as we move forward. But in terms of New York City, just guys, eyes, the weather is going to be amazing. Before we get to that, I want to talk about the weather. And when I go to weather.com, what I always like to do is go to the hourly forecast. And unfortunately, my hourly forecast is only going till 7 a.m. And I think the race starts when, John? 8?
0: 9.20.
1: 9.20. So maybe if I went to Weather Underground, if you guys can find the actual start time temperature. But... The weather is going to be insane. We're now up to 8 a.m. on weather.com. 45 degrees, 5-mile-an-hour wind, 0% chance of rain. That is ideal conditions. And what does it remind me of, folks? What does it remind me of? John, you're the historian. What does it remind me of? New York City weather. 2011. Uh. The weather was in the 40s there was almost no wind and what happened madness i mean jeffrey carui excuse me jeffrey, jeffrey Uti. Uti ran one of the most incredible races in marathoning history ran out in the first half in 6318 which is absurd in new york um i mean the weather is often bad in new york not just good it's it's often you know bad um I've got the fastest half times in, in the last five years for both the men and the women written down, but 6318 is a lot faster than you know. Here, here it is 2017, 6609, 2016, 64, 24, 2015, 66, 49, 66, 56. So for the last five years, the, the first half is from the men's side, he's been running the 66s. He went out in 6318, but he was just getting warmed up, folks. Came home in 2.05-05, So he ran what a 61? 50 something on the last half or 40 that's something,
0: nuts. including the hills and Central Park at the end. That, that's really crazy. So,
1: we had an all time great performance, uh, massively the best performance on the men's in the history of the men's race. And even on the women's race, we had a 23 15 win by Furlat Dotto on un- Unheralded and Unheralded before and Unheralded since. Um, she, of course, caught Mary, Mary Catania that year, went out in 67 56. I mean, that is even more (laughs) absurd. Dado got the win. She was almost over two minutes back, 70, 13 and a half. So I'm, you know, I, 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 what I am excited for is potentially course records. I don't think it can happen. Well, it could happen, but it's going to be really tough. That men's course record is absurd. But the women's course record, I mean, guys, come on. It's from 2003. Am I right, John?
0: I believe so. Yeah. Margaret Akio, right?
1: I mean, we're we're looking. Yes, course record two twenty two thirty one. I think Katani
0: and Chariot, both that that's possible for sure if they get after it early. And I think it all it would take is one of them. You know, though actually, Cher- you know Chariot has sort of said she's going to run her own race. That's what she did in London to beat Katani. But I don't know. She still ran two eighteen in that race. Like, could I see her running four minutes slower in New York? Yeah, I think she can run within four minutes of her time from London. So,
2: and there's only two different women that have come within a minute of that record. That's Paula Radcliffe and Firewat Dotto. Um, so, usually, you know, people don't really attack this New York course.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, Katani did the one year and blew up so badly, but it's crazy that both those times, you know, when she went out so fast. And when Mutai ran so fast, uh, you know, with, with over time, I sort of forgot that that was the same year. And I have the official Dark Sky, which is the unofficial app of let the best weather app out there. Nine AM, forty-seven degrees. Eleven AM, fifty degrees. Five mile an hour winds
0: with gusts up to eight miles per hour. See, this is that's what this is what, what about it's good? You look at fire Fireot Dado certainly not an all-time legend of the sport like katani and chariot those are two legends i think if Dado can run two twenty-three fifteen in in really perfect conditions i'm confident that katani and um chariot could go like over a minute faster if they you know if they're on their game
2: the d point will be 34 degrees at the start 33 at the finish
1: Oh my god, the dew point is absurd. I'm obsessed with the dew point. There's lots of threads. I don't really understand it. But like <laughs> a dew point under like 40 or 50, under 50, I know is absurd. And anyways, I was trying to figure out if there was a huge time bonus for the course record. And I'm looking at their media guide. There are time bonuses. You think people would be motivated, but there's not like an absurd like time bonus for the course record. I mean it just keeps gradually going up. I mean, the course record is 223, 231. So, and the course record for the men is so the course get, record. If you break that, there's a $50,000 bonus for anyone who runs under 222.30. But there's also a $45,000 bonus for sub 223, a $40,000 bonus for sub 223.30. So it just, I mean, every 30 seconds is another $5,000. Same thing with the men. You get 10 grand if you break sub 210, you get 50 grand if you break 205.30. To me, the course record bonus should be even higher. Like, there should be an extra $50,000 for the course record bonus. I mean, they're just sort of, you know, I I know they're not about time, but when you get a weather like this, hey, let's go for it. And I still think New York organizers, if you're listening to it, I think we should throw in a rabbit like once every five years. You know, just let's spice things up. I don't like rabbits generally, but hey, New York should have a rabbit every once in a while. Hey,
2: you rabbits! Get, oh, get there, I mean, we off the TV pretty early, so <laughs> I'm not sure. Fair point.
0: Fair point. The
2: first, the joke is, oh, I don't know if it's a joke, but the first half of the marathon, not really much happens in terms of TV. So they, you know, they can show some Americans talk about them, but you know, well, that's why we like watching it's online. So they can interesting.
1: Okay, guys. So we've got we're about halfway through the podcast. If we only have 45 minutes to get to the press conferences. So um, we haven't really talked specifically about the American men. And I mean, I don't even know if we need to because, well, it's amazing to me, folks. Well, and I, I don't even run at all. Like I haven't run in like three weeks. And if I went out and ran a mile all out, if I went out and ran like five, like three miles, I'd probably be averaging over 10 minutes a mile.
2: Please don't admit that.
1: I could go faster if I wanted to, but like just naturally, like if I just ran out and ran by myself, like that would be really slow. But if you look at the American men, two of the top contenders are people that used to run with. Well, Well, Weldon never raced Bernard Lagat, I don't think, but <laughs> he's forty-three. I mean, he was. Yes. your era, Weldon. We're 45.
2: That's crazy. These guys are like my generation.
1: Abdi who Weldon raced and beat, folks at the USA Championships when Abdi led up at the line, Weldon passed him. Don't always run to the finish line, folks. Walton passed him and then got the right, the right and honor to represent the United States at the Pan Am American Games in the ten thousand meters, where he disgraced America and dropped out, folks. Dropped out with injury. I didn't see a broken bone.
2: Thank God, President Trump wasn't there to insult me as an American. You wouldn't have been let back letting, in the country. Letting down the flag.
1: Yeah, but. 2001, we had this. I, I came up with this down. I'm quite proud of it. Tisfaya Jafar set the course record in New York at, before Mutai got it of 207.43 in 2001. He hasn't run a race since 2005. And yet, he's younger than Bernard Legat. He's 42 years of age. So he's right between the age of Abdi and Bernard Legat. And yet, again, and this is what I started the show with. I'm worried about the wisdom of the Let's Run com like combination. For years, I've praised them, but I don't know. It's social media may have dumbed down the audience. Who's going to be the top American finisher at the New York City Marathon? The poll is in our U.S. preview. Is it Shadrick Bilot, who seems to run 212 all the time? No. Is it Abdi Abdirahman, who was the top Marath- New York City Marathon American last year? No. Is it Chris Derrick, who's run... Twenty-sevens, he's still about thirty years. How old is Derek now, John? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight, under thirty. Is it Scott Fobble or Scott Smith? Is it Jared Ward, an Olympian? He was sixth in the Olympic marathon. No. Ryan Vale, no, Tim Rachel. Okay. It's forty-three-year-old Bernard Lagat. This is a fifteen hundred meter runner. He's forty-three. Tesfaya Jafar hasn't run a race in thirteen years, and we think Lagat is gonna do this? Is this this is, seems to be more insane than the Molly Huddle pick.
0: To me, I feel like it's kind of an insult to the rest of the American field. That's the way I see it. He's never run a marathon. He's never. He's barely run anything. He's only run a couple of half marathons. I mean, the thing is, he's still really good. Like, I mean, he ran. He won the US 10K champs this year on the roads. He ran 62. 62- it was just a road
1: championship, and plays Zamang showed up after winning the track championship and got beat. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's amazing if you think about it.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's, I mean, I I think it's kind of crazy because you look, you're like, he's 43, he's run the 1500, but he's also just one of the best runners ever, you know, his range I mean, is, I, is I guess, weird. you
1: know, look at Mo Farah, oh, he's, he's proven, yeah,
0: it's he not inconceivable good. that he could be the top American, I don't think he's the favorite, I would go with Shadrach Biwat personally, I think he's just designed for courses like this, He he's run, you know, he's finished top five in majors three times in the last uh, two years, like. You know, he's he's very consistent. Um, but I don't know, legard I I can't wait to see what Lagarde does. I think this is one of the most exciting storylines of the race. A guy who's run he ran three twenty six seventeen years ago for fifteen hundred meters and now he's running a marathon. It's crazy. Yeah, he's yeah, only I mean, runs 75
1: this, miles a week. This, this is a great story, and I was mocking New York for sort of their Harvard admissions policy, but it's amazing. This is the kid – you know, Legat is the kid that, uh, you know, was homeschooled and hasn't been seen from for the last five years but uh, decides to show up and ace the physics class. I mean, you know, at age 12. It's the opposite, though, you know, where you're not always really supposed to be good at running when you're 43. So, you know, it, it's, it's pretty um, amazing. I mean,
2: we'll – We'll get to talk to the Americans, you know, today, but um, and sort of better gauge how they're doing and how the training's going. But um, yesterday I talked to Juan Luis Barrios, Mexico, and he's been training in Flagstaff with Legat and Abdi. And he said, you know, all indications were they're all very fit. And he's like, yeah, Bernard's ready for the marathon. So
1: it's, so, I mean, it's amazing. It's exciting. It's like much for me to go, out and go running again. If you're over the age, of, if you're about approaching the age of thirty-five, just don't let it go. Once you let it go, it's hard to get back. Like we hear, Meb wants to come back from retirement. I hope he didn't let it go, because once you let it go, it's hard to go. But if you stick in it, it's amazing what the human body can do. And Juan Luis Barrios, I mean, guys, he's no slouch himself. He's run two ten in the marathon. He's a two-time Olympic five thousand meter finalist. So if he's saying that, you know, it, it, that that's impressive. So, guy, New York is is.
2: And, uh, Wait, one more thing. Didn't Paul John? Didn't Chalima tell us Lagat
0: will probably win the race in a couple of years? He's like three <laughs> years from now. Lagat will probably win. I think he was joking, but yeah. This is Paul
2: Chalima, the guy who can look, he can just look at a man and tell you how fit he is. Yep, and he looked
1: uh, at Jeffrey Cammore and said that guy's fit. So very impressive, folks. If we get yeah. into some
2: audio, maybe we'll, well end with the expert from Paul Chalima. His interview yesterday was pause pretty funny.
1: here and take a take a take a swig. I'm drinking. Robert, you're not
0: drinking, are you? It's ten fifteen in the morning.
1: It's ten fifteen in the morning, but folks, I'm getting ready for New York City Marathon. That's the appropriate thing to do. I'm drinking a, v, a Vermont IPA, the long tail Trail.
0: Oh, yeah. Seriously, Mister beer. <laughs> I thought
1: it would take the edge off. I was getting really frustrated that Weldon could not get the live podcast going. And folks, no, I actually I did it in, in honor of New York City. Uh, so a couple, of, I don't know, maybe ten years ago when I was still coaching at Cornell. Um. I, you know, this is kind of when we would not do the extensive recaps that we do now and previews. We would sort of show up at the race and maybe tie down some splits. But I think Weldon was in the media center. I think we had like a friend of ours that was running. Um, I know running with the Buffalo's author Chris Lear. Anyways, he was in town. He wanted me to meet him in a bar on the Upper East Side. So I get there. You know, the the race starts. At what time, John? You said nine.
0: Nine twenty.
1: Nine twenty. So I got there around nine o'clock, and the bar was. Filling up, but it was you know on the upper side. They're not going to. Most of the runners, the mass runners, are going to be about noon. And there was another guy there, and I was waiting for Chris to show up. And this guy's there, and I start talking to him like, "So, you know, are you a marathon fan?" Like, he's, "Oh, I love this day." I'm like, "Oh, you big marathon fan?" He's like, "Well, I'm a big New York City marathon fan." I'm like, "But not other marathons." I'm like, "What?" That doesn't make a lot of sense. He's like, "No, the New York City Marathon is one of the greatest days as a New Yorker." I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "It's one of like." I think he said five socially acceptable days where it's socially acceptable to drink before 12 noon. So, and he had a list. I mean, this guy was a clear, hardcore drinker. Like St. Patty's Day was obviously number one. New York City Marathon, I think, it was two or three. There was some like business convention I'd never heard of that he had on there. I can't remember the other two. I mean, New Year's maybe. But, anyways, I, I'm just doing it in honor of the guy on that East side. So, I haven't really actually drank very much because I'm. I'm such a lightweight, like an IPA would make me feel lightheaded if I haven't had anything to eat. So anyways, if you want to have fun, go to the upper East side and see the runners come through and follow the follow it live on the electron.com dot com message board. So moving on, should I just start with my over unders? They're not necessarily in order.
0: yeah, just just hit us with some.
1: okay, over under for the top American men's time in New York, I was going to initially make the mark two ten, but in the state of American men's marathoning, last time I checked, Galen Rupp's not running this race. It's been seven years since an American broke two ten in New York. Only eight men have ever done it, and only Meb and Ryan Hall in the last twenty years. So since nineteen eighty nine, Meb and Ryan Hall are the only two Americans to ever have done it. Meb did it three times, I think. Ryan Hall did it once. So here are the top American times for the last five years. Abdi was two twelve forty eight last year. Abdi was two twelve oh. Excuse me, two eleven twenty three in twenty sixteen. Meb was 2.13.32. 2014, Meb was 2.13.18. In 2013, 213-23. So the fastest in the last five years has been 2.11.23 by Abdi in 2016. Meb did run 2.09 in 2011. I think that was actually um, – that was only for sixth place because the weather was so good. So remember, 2011, Meb was only sixth overall, but ran 2.09. So those that's the history. I'm going with 2.12. John over under.
0: Under. I think look, this time put up a shove it up, Americans. The conditions are gonna be great. Assuming the race goes out like semi fast or like, you know, average fast, whatever, you know, they have no excuses. I think there's enough I think there's enough guys that one of them will pop off and run pretty well. I think Shadrach could do it. He ran two twelve. I mean, Shadrach B Watt ran two twelve oh one here two years ago. I think he's a better marathoner than he was then. Chris Derrick could maybe do it. Maybe Abdi still has something in the tank, like. I think one of them will break 212 because of the weather. And if they don't, I think that's pretty shameful if the race goes fast.
1: Well then, should I move it down now? I mean, John said that pretty emphatically.
2: I mean, maybe it's like some of the people voting for Molly Huddle. In my heart, it's like, it better be under like, but I mean,
1: Abby did it two years ago, 39.
2: The weather's going to be perfect. I mean, even like, I don't know, maybe like even one of the NAZ elite guys like Scott Smith or Fobel. Is it Fobel
0: or Fobel? We got a more Fobel. Fobel, Fobel, Scott Fobel. Okay, well, so Fobs. It
1: sounds like Roland's going under. If I Now, let me go to what I was going to put it. 210, then. No. I'm going over on 210. Yeah, 210, right. I'm
2: over as well. I mean, like, yeah, so if you're going to go under, it's New York. The course isn't easy. The weather's going to be absolutely perfect, hopefully.
0: Rupp is the only American who's broken 210 since Meb won. Knock on wood, but like it's not going to happen.
2: I mean, like Ryan Vale's got the fastest PR, I think, of the group at 215.57. Nothing indicates, you know, he's near that format.
0: 210.57,
2: especially on this course. Um, I mean, gosh, if Lagat would just get in there and just go, but I don't know how he holds up. You know, you need someone with the talent and also the mind to not even think about it. I think a lot of these other guys aren't even going to think they can run sub 2:10. But you know, uh can the first american be within a mile of the winner at the finish? Sort oh, wow. of m- might be the a better way to put it. Um and we got, we got you know some good americans like Chris Derrick, like 27 minute guys, it's kind of crazy that they're not like we're, we're wondering if they'll be within a minute a mile of the winner. Um, I'm pretty high
0: on Chris Derrick on this. I think he's going to do pretty well on Sunday. He's, I think he was cautious in Chicago last year. He ran 212. I think he's ready to do something. Because, I mean, yeah, he's run 2731. You think if you run 2731 right. for 10K, you should be able to run a pretty fast marathon.
2: And we sort of jumped over uh, all over the place a bit and didn't really give predictions in the women's race. I think we'll do that at the end. But like Vivian Chariot, you know, like one of the greatest track runners ever, the Olympic 5,000-meter champion two years ago. Her first two marathons, 223, sort of taking it cautious, and then boom, you know, 218 this year in New York. I mean, in London. In London, yep. And so maybe Derek's sort of first one, just get your feet wet, see how it goes, and now he's ready. Right you, he realizes, like, am I going to try to be world-class at this? Um, or just Wait. sort of, you know, 212. When, when
1: talk- Sorry I'm interrupting. When y'all talk to Derek today, can you ask him how his Achilles is? I want He's been bothering by Achilles injuries a couple of years ago. I wanted him to have surgery. If it's still bothering him, please tell him to see Dr. Sassana yeah. on Monday and have the same surgery Rupp did so he can come back. Um, I was actually emailing Dr. Sassana earlier this week, the guy who did surgery on my Achilles and Galen Rupps and uh, also Dathan Rittenheims. That's been top. He said that um, he reminded me that Joni Benoit-Samuelson had similar Achilles surgery to Rupp way back in the eighties and did fantastic afterwards. So if you're a Rupp fan, that's, that's reason to be optimistic. Um, Things have, have, have improved since then. So, all right, guys, we did the American men time over under. How about the overall time? I was going to do the split at halfway. The weather's perfect. I don't know why I came up with over under for the split halfway. Why don't I just do the, Overall time. But here's the splits at halfway in the last five years 66 64 24, 66 49, and 63 18. Actually, that's six years. 63 18 was 2011. Remember, we didn't race in 2012. So only once has it been under 65 minutes in the last five years 64 24 in 2016. But over under on the halfway split in the men's race of 65 minutes.
0: I'm going under. I Again, I think conditions. I hope someone takes initiative. And yeah, maybe this is more out of hope than out of a genuine belief. Because we have seen those races where New York, it's just the leaders are together through 20 miles. Like I remember 2015, like a 40-year-old Meb Kafleski was just up there leading them as they came on um, into Manhattan. And it's just, I don't know. So maybe, yeah, maybe not. But I, yeah, I say under if I had to pick under. Walden, well, do you agree? I'm going to go with
2: under as well. Um, it'd be curious, though, sort of to, like, see the slow years in New York and the weather. I mean, the year Mutai just went for it, it was such a shocker, but it sounds like the weather was perfect. So maybe, you know, they just – these guys are so talented now in the half. I feel like they can sort of just, like, 206 pace, you know, adjust for the course conditions a bit, but that's going to be still under 65 minutes. Um, isn't that hard for them. It's good weather. Whereas it's bad weather. It's windy. They're just like, you know, I don't want to do this. You know, maybe the the first mile on the Verrazano Bridge. Um, But I think with the good weather, um, you know, I think it's going to get going. You probably know by mile three or so, honestly, I feel like, you know, whether they're going to come in under 105 or not.
1: I kind of feel like for American, uh, for U.S. viewing, it's not good if it's over under sixty-five. Like sixty-five flat would be perfect because all the Americans stick stick with that, and then everyone else could still blow out. Like no,
0: Americans break. are going to go out in sixty-five flat in New York. I'm not sure about that.
1: Well, you know, I hope somebody would, but maybe not. But over under on the winning time, only six to- five times in New-, in New York City Marathon history has someone broken two hundred eight. So that's going to be my mark two hundred eight. I will. I will start this. Uh, we should definitely have a sub-208. It wouldn't shock me we had a sub-207. It's only been done twice. But actually, the top three times in New York City history are all from 2011, 205-06, 206-28, and 207-13. Actually, four of the top six times, Gabriel Ge- Marion was fourth in 208 two- two- flat. So really, only one, only once in history, besides 2011, has, has it been under two oh eight to spy edge of fires. I mean, come on. The guy ran two Oh seven in 2001 in New York city. That was 17 years ago. The world record of the marathon was like what? Two Oh six. Then still.
0: Yeah. Kelly community. Mm-hmm. I think maybe two oh Yeah. Two Oh six. Well, that's crazy.
1: He ran within like a minute of the world record. I got to look that up. John over under two Oh eight the winning time.
0: Under same, same reason as before. This is, it's, pretty much perfect conditions if they're not going to get it this year uh it's probably not going to happen
1: that's ridiculous john
2: over oh, we got to make this show a bit more interesting you know i think you're supposed to like fake disagree but i'm agreeing with john again um i think this is you know these conditions stay the same you know, let's these guys are going to go at it and get under um i said
1: 208 right yeah I mean that's twenty five thousand dollars bonus. This is why they need to jack the bonus. Well, it's interesting. Maybe we just
2: need to tell the guys there's a bonus. I swear, it, sometimes it
1: only goes up five thousand dollars every thirty seconds. It needs to go up like, exponentially. Like, you no, let's to, just
0: like, let's just spread disinformation. Tell them, hey, it's a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> for breaking two hundred eight, and then you know maybe they'll believe us. And uh, you know, someone one of the, who just followed us on Twitter. One of the, I think Mary Katani just followed us on Twitter. So yeah, becoming more prominent.
1: Okay. Two. Uh, I apologize. In 2001, the world record was 205.42 for, for Kunugi. So, Jafar ran within a minute and a half of it, though, in New York, which is, you know, if you run a minute and a half of, of Kipchoge, that'd be 203 flat. Now, yeah, you know, it's not you happening. Okay. Moving on. Um, got about 15 minutes left.
0: No, no, no. We got about five minutes. About five, about minutes five, five minutes left,
1: sir. Oh, I thought it was to 45. Oh, oh. My apologies. Wait, did I do the halfway? Did we do the women's winning time? Nope. Okay. Well, the halfway split for the women last five years 76, 72, 72, 73, 72. To me, that's a disgrace. I'm going to go 72 flat over under.
0: Well, you want to start? I'm going
2: under considering Katani came through and. Was it 6750?
0: <laughs> That's not happening, yeah. No,
2: uh, but I'm gonna go under. But the g- crazy thing is, right, you get much under, like Desmond Linden's never broken 70 minutes for the half marathon. Um, so it's like it's even 71, like what
0: happens, um. Yeah. I'm saying under two. I think, I think they're going to break the course record. I think Katani or Chariot, one of them, that's my bold prediction. One of them will break the course record and they're going to do that. They're probably going to have to come through in under 72.
1: I mean, they should have a hundred thousand dollar bonus. For the record. I, I want to raise money and let's run. We can just screw with marathons. Like we'll give you a hundred thousand dollars if you go out in under 67 minutes or something on the women's side or, you know, um, but yeah, the course record two twenty two thirty one. I agree, John, the course record should go down. Um, So I I think they'll certainly be under, what I say, 72, definitely, Um, you know, uh, on that front. Okay, a few more. Um, Allie Kiefer, she's been getting a ton of publicity. She was fifth last year. PB is 229.39. 229 flat for Allie Kiefer, over, under. Now, when she ran that 229.39, her half-marathon PR was 74.13. Her half-PB is now 70.40. So i am got to admit, like, I feel like this, she's gotten more publicity than what a fifth place deserves. So I was kind of getting annoyed. I'm like, wait, why am I annoyed that a runner's getting a lot of publicity? This is a great story. She's come back from the dead. I've looked at her half-marathon time, so I'm answering it. I'm going under PR, under 229, which is bold. Because before I did my research, I was like, this is a joke. And I'm like, no, she's legit. But only three yeah. American women have ever broken 227 in New York. Shailene Flanagan is the 11th fastest American at 228.40 in New York City. So, John, do you agree with me, Under, for two twenty for Ellie Kiefer?
0: I do. I think she's a better... I mean, remember, she was self-coached. She was coaching herself going into this race. She'd given up the sport in 2016. She was a crossfitter. Sorry, crossfitter. Like, now she's being coached by Brad Hudson. She's gone to altitude. She's running faster. Like... Yes, she will run a P- My prediction, she runs a PR, but she finishes lower in the race. That's my pick.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. It's good to see her with Brad. You know, Brad sort of, I don't know, a few years ago, you know, he's a good guy, good coach, was coaching Ritz and sort of hasn't had someone that prominent. And not—I mean, Keeper's getting a lot of publicity, not that she's at the caliber of Ritz yet, but, like, very good coach. She's running very well. Um, she gets – you know she got some motivation from some people on com saying she must be an epo um did a little instagram story reading the message board post while claiming at the same time not to read the forums
0: i've never heard her claim that and she doesn't read think, the
2: forums she like totally to, reads maybe the forums. doesn't like to read the forums okay but um
1: i know you guys got to go so next question 3.5 top American, the finishing spot for the American women in the women's race. So will an American woman finish in the top three? Yes or no?
0: Yes. I think that, that I don't think there are going to be three Africans who have a better day than the best American. I think one, you know, on paper, maybe Gudetta, Katani, and Cheria are all better, but I think at least one of them probably doesn't run that well. I think between Molly, Des and Shalane, one of them will have a good day. So yeah, I say, I say third will be the finish of the top American.
1: Yeah, you're basically wondering will one of the top three mess up. I'm saying no. Uh, I think the the yellow Ethiopians look like they're in good form and Kenyans and we'll do it. Um, one thing I wanted to end with well, not end with, but I wanted to mention this. Well, God's race here, in some ways, I mean, everyone's so bullish on him and on the message board. And I didn't mention this when we were talking about him. It reminds me of Bob Kennedy. I mean, Bob Kennedy ran New York in two thousand four. He was thirty four years of age. People were talking about, he was talking about running 210 himself. He went through the halfway in 6529, and he dropped out near the 18-mile mark. Quote, I felt fine through 10, 11 miles. When we had halfway, I could tell I wasn't going to be able to hold the pace I was running. Said the 1258, 5,000-meter runner. So, I mean, I guess Lagat's run. I I keep thinking of Lagat as a 1,500-meter runner. I mean, Lagat's run faster at 5,000 than Kennedy. So it's not going to be easy for Lagat. And, John, you had this workout that he ran, you know, like 18 miles at 540 pace. I mean, that's not good. I mean, I guess it was at altitude. Was it in Flagstaff? I hope that was in Flagstaff. Yeah, it
0: was at altitude. It was his longest run ever. I also thought it was 520 initially, and I'm like, wow, 520 pace. This guy's flying. And then I'm like, Well, then told me, Oh, it's 540 pace actually. I'm like, oh, all right, that's that's pretty good. That's just yeah, it's a solid marathon workout. It's nothing amazing. And I know
1: I'm going straight on consciousness because these are my notes, because y'all have like one minute before you have to run to the press conference. But when y'all talk to Centralitz, we have a story up in Centralitz and Paul Chalima, it was very interesting, I thought did you sort of call him out? Like he was going to do an East coast thing and now he's moved back to the West coast after like six months in the East coast. So was that just because his best friend got the assistant job at Washington? Did he explain that? I was, I was kind of interested yeah. in that. in the story didn't Yeah. Play. He was
0: living with his best friend, Chris Kwiatkowski, who was an assistant at American university under um, his father. And now Centro senior is not an American. Kwiatkowski got a job with university of Washington, which is obviously a step up. So I think Centro wanted to stay with him. He's got a good relationship with the pals. Like I didn't, call him out. He's, as Centro reminded me, you know, multiple times earlier, he's 29 years old. He can do what he wants. You know, if he wants to move to Seattle to live with his friend, go go for it. I don't, I don't care where he lives. Yeah.
1: So should we make predictions? Do we have time to make predictions?
0: We have like, I think we have
1: one minute. What do you want to hear? Men's and women's predictions. Winners. And top American.
0: Camorro, or Chariot. Those are my winners. Damn it, John. Top Top Americans, Shadrach, B. Watt, Shalane Flanagan.
2: I was going to go with Cheria, too. I thought everyone wouldn't, you know, I figured John might go with Katani. But, you know, I think her progression in the marathon is great. And if she tries to, I don't know, Katani sort of can hit or miss. If Katani stays with her, I would love to see them just run together the whole way and see what happens. Um Top American, Sarah Sellers? No. Um, I'm going to go with. Who'd you say, John? Flanagan. Yeah, we haven't spoken to her. Um, Everyone's discounting
1: Huddle.
0: I'm not discounting Huddle. Huddle could easily be the top American. I love
1: Huddle. For some reason, I'm upset that she dropped out of Boston. I I haven't about
2: Des, which is the crazy thing. I'm going Des. I'm backing Des for once.
1: That's crazy. Um, That's crazy. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) I'll be doing that. Although it's invigorating to read her thing. How she's never been this excited about a race, okay? My victory I'm going with Shura Katata. I love Camor, I go to World Cross every two Um, years. He's won it, but Shura Katata has been amazing. I'm picking him on the men's side, top American. I'm going with BWAT. Um, it's a disgrace that New York yesterday, guys, you were there. They did not have Tamara Tola or Elisa DeCisa. I know their English isn't good, but how are we supposed to analyze this race if we can't talk to two of the top four best guys expected to win this race? They should have been there. New York should have had them there with an interpreter. It's inexcusable. So New York, again, listen to me. Put me in charge of your media and and you'll do fine. (laughs) Women's side, I'm going to go with Katani. She could be washed up. If she doesn't win this race, she's washed up. Chariot might be the safer pick. Top American. I love Huddle. I've always liked her. But um, uh, we should really wait until after we talk to the people today. But I I think Flanagan deserves it after winning last year. So I'll I'll say Flanagan. Have you guys left already? Did they say that when I was talking?
2: No, we are leaving now. now. We may have an updated podcast this evening. You can keep talking on your own, Robert.
1: So do I I have to figure out how to upload this somehow? The one train, the
2: official train of Mevka Flesky, awaits us. We must get on and we will be able to upload upload this
1: too. Or maybe call me on the phone and tell me how to do it. Alright All right, guys, so totally for Robert, Jonathan job. Galt For Weldon Johnson In honor of one of the three days You can drink before 12 noon in New York City This is Robert Johnson Signing off from Let's com, Quote unquote, how the sport talks to itself In this country Thank you New York Times folks We love the New York Times now here at Let's com. Thank you very much, signing off It's going to be a great weekend And um, hopefully everyone enjoys it Bye bye